Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the CBC Unspoken Podcast. Um, real quick, I just want to make a really quick announcement. We have, um, most of y'all noticed in the last episode, we had John Clark on here with us. We've been praying about it and praying about it and talking with him about it, and we have decided to add him on full-time with our podcast crew. So, John, welcome. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. So, Tyler, tell them what our podcast uh, topic is for today. So, today our podcast topic is going to be on uh, grief and loss, and uh, this is a pretty heavy topic. Um, I've had some deep discussions with uh, John Walker and Matthew about this, and uh, I think it's incredibly important to talk about because if you're just sitting there dwelling in something, in a situation or a trial, um, it's hard to get out of it. And so um, we're going to be talking about some personal experience and um, maybe give some encouragement to somebody that's grieving or um, has lost somebody and doesn't know how to deal with it. Um, do one of y'all want to say something about that? Or start us off with anything? Ooh, yeah, I mean... Um, first, you know, I'm going to, I think it would probably be appropriate to start with by saying, you know, grief is, I mean, it, it's very real and there is nothing to be ashamed of. And, and I think I'm probably, I'm speaking on a more spiritual sense, you know, um, this is probably more towards Christians, um, cause I've heard a lot of people, um, just in conversation, you know, talk like they halfway felt bad or had a complex for grieving um, as hard as they have, you know, over a loved one, knowing that, you know, those that have been saved, you know, we have an eternal reward, you know, in heaven with, with Jesus for eternity. And, um, but even still, like they grieve. Um, there is nothing at all to be ashamed of with grieving. That is, yeah, we are we are Christians. God has changed our heart and Jesus, you know, we've been transformed, but we're still human as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, we, and grief is just a normal thing. You know, it's, uh, Jesus himself grieved, you know, uh, Jesus spoke a lot in the Bible about, you know, about grieving. You know, I mean, one of his, um, and, and one of his teachings, I mean, it specifically said, blessed are those who mourn, you know, mm -hmm. for they shall be comforted. Um, Do, and, I like that verse too sorry to interrupt but I like that verse too because right before that um, he had went um, into the desert place after they beheaded John the Baptist mm -hmm. right before that right. Yeah, and I was, that was that, and, yeah. you know we know that John the Baptist was his cousin um, and so you know he had to have and he was real mm -hmm. close to him yeah. because he came to prepare the way for Christ mm -hmm. um, and so you know that really you know, grieved his heart to see um, his cousin get beheaded and killed. Right. And also, you know, another good example was um, 
when Lazarus died. Mm-hmm. You know, Lazarus was a good friend of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, and when he got, I mean, it specifically said Jesus wept, and you know, I mean, he he cried. Um, you know, for multiple reasons. You know, for one, that was his that was one of his best friends. Mm-hmm. It was a good friend of his that had that had passed away, but also, you know, his the sisters knowing the the grief, the, you know, the burden that they were bearing and share, bear, just him sharing that burden. Um, so, I mean, it's very normal to grieve. Oh, yeah. Um, there's but, nothing to be ashamed about with that, you know. I mean, you grieving for somebody, I would probably be more concerned about you if you wasn't grieving, yeah. you know. Yeah, but that's, let's just be real for a second. Everybody grieves. Yeah. Everybody goes through some sort of depression, grief, mourning. It's a season of your life where you're, no matter what happens, no matter how high up you are, how down low you are, you're going to have some sort of grieving in some part of your life, whether it's one time or ten times. Right. You know, there's no limit to it. But the thing about it, though, is is that, you know, one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. And that's something that, as a child of God, that is one of our characteristics or one of our traits that we should have in our hearts. And I'm not saying that you should be, you know, jumping up and down, skipping, running down the aisle, happy that somebody died. If you did, I'd probably be kind of scared <laughs> for a second. But at the same time, Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is what helps you get through a lot of those dark times. Mm-hmm. And even though you may think that, oh, how can I have joy whenever I'm sad? Well, it's really easy. You just need to talk to the one that gives you joy. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and and like you said, I mean, if if you haven't dealt with something like this before, you're going to. Mm-hmm. Um, every person either has dealt with it um, to different variations too. It doesn't grief doesn't necessarily have to be in the loss of a loved one. Um, like me personally, the biggest grief I've ever felt was when my dad um, had COVID, and they only gave him a 20% chance to live. Um, I, before I had given it to God and Jesus, I was already preparing to, for his funeral. Like, I was preparing to write a eulogy, <laughs> you know. Um, Autobiography. Yeah, and I, I felt an emptiness mm-hmm. in me because it was like this huge part of my life is now going to go away. And um, um, it was very hard in that moment. If I didn't have people who um, were in the church that were, you know, constantly sending me texts and um, giving me words of encouragement during Mm -hmm. that, um, it would have been a very dark place for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, coming from somebody that's come out of a dark place here recently... Um, not a lot of people know about this, but Kelsey and I had lost a third baby uh, last month, actually, in the month of June. And it was very difficult just because, you know, you finally find the right doctor that actually cares about you, that actually wants to help your wife, that actually wants to help give you guys the desire of your heart and that you prayed for this. And then it all goes from, you know, you're on cloud nine, you know, everything's going great to one day it just gets shot out of the sky. And you got sometimes you find yourself wondering, you know, why would God allow us to go through that? Well, that's the thing about it, though, is that God ain't going to take something from He's not going to intentionally 
do something to you, but he will allow these things to happen in mm-hmm. our life and allow it because, I mean, it's just like going to the gym. How can you grow muscle if you never even pick up the first weight? How can you grow a testimony if you've never been put through a test? Mm-hmm. How can you show your light in a dark place when you are in a dark place? So you need it's learning how to shine your light even in the darkest moments. Yeah, that's... You know, I mean, it... I, grief... For me, I mean, I haven't, I haven't endured, you know, as many hardships as, um, you know, in this particular way, you know, as many, um, and I say that diligently, you know, because I'm, you know, it, trials are going to come my way, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you know, it's going to, I mean, it's going to happen, and I know that, um, but there in a, in 2019. Um, Lighter part of 2018, 2019, um, that was probably the hardest, hardest period of time in our life because um, just Thanksgiving, there, my dad was actually in hos- in the hospital um, on wife support. Uh, well, not necessarily life support, but basically given a prognosis, he wasn't going to make it. And we all, this the Tuesday before Thanksgiving 2018, they called us in. Uh, you know, to prepare to say our goodbyes and stuff, and all of our family were there. And well, um, by by God's grace, he made it. And they sent him home the day after Thanksgiving. You know, and uh, we all made a Thanksgiving dinner and preparing. You know, because they said he wasn't gonna make it through the weekend. Well, he did. He made it, and then started making some improvements. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know. March 1st, we're moving, we're all, me, my wife, and two kids at the time, my brother and sister-in-law, we're all moving in and moving in together with my mom and dad into a little bit bigger house so, just so we can have our own bedroom. Um, so we can all be there full-time to help take care of dad. I mean, the prognosis was still the same. We've been, God was gracious enough to give us some extra time, but uh, the prognosis was still the same. The outcomes was still the same. Uh, we knew it was coming. Well, um things were really tough. I mean, we had, not to mention, you know, me, my dad, and my brother, all three different men, you know, with, you know, bullheaded, you know, and, you know, just kind of setting our ways and stuff, you know, multiple personalities. So just, you know, we haven't had to live with each other in a long time. So yeah. that battle was tough. But then, um, man, when we got moved in, it's just like the, the mental battle just kind of went up. Mm-hmm. But, but shortly after, just the next month in April, uh, my wife lost her grandfather, a really good man of God, and you know she was close to him growing up. We wound up, we found out that we were pregnant. The end of the, you know, three months pregnant, he's already passed our first trimester there at the end of March, just a month after we got moved in. Um, and that turned out to be a high-risk pregnancy, and my wife, which she endured a lot, a lot of complications in that pregnancy. And it, that, was, that was tough, you know. Um, but anyways, it, it came, the time that we all been kind of dreading and expecting came August 10th of uh, 2019, um, my dad passed away. And we were all expecting it. God had, was gracious enough to give us nine months that we wasn't expecting to have. So it kind of helped us dry, wipe away some of the tears, you know, mm-hmm. ahead of time. Um, what, what, up, what made it harder, though, is um, my grandfather, my dad's dad, um, he took a bad turn for the worse. He had a he had dementia, and 
he took a bad turn for the worse very suddenly and wound up unexpectedly passing away just five hours before my dad did on the same day. Um, so it was a double whammy. Um, that was by far the hardest, hardest period of time in my life. And mm-hmm. you're talking about, you're talking about grief and mourning, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, that, that would, that, those, those type of situations like that can bring the best out of you or the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also kind of, you're also fighting the spiritual battle. That's when like spiritual warfare also kicks in because mm-hmm. you're, you're, and at least for me, this is how my experience with it was. There's a lot of times I was bitter. I was angry, questioning God while we were going through so much, you know, during that time. Um, and, um, you're fighting spiritual battle of wanting to live, be a holy man and live a righteous mm-hmm. and, and holy life, but also now having to fight your flesh mm-hmm. and, and reacting in the way that maybe you would have acted in, in before. And that is really, really hard, really, yeah. really tough. But it's in um, it's in times like that where God's grace is most evident. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. The thing about um, a lot of grief and a lot of loss, it comes with depression. Yes, and that's the thing about it is that nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody's got to be all smiley and happy and everything. Well, that's a load of bull crap, mm-hmm. because there are so many times that people are going through things and they'll say, "Oh, well, just call me if you need me." But whenever you actually call them and need them, they're nowhere to be found. Whenever the Bible does say that we bear each other's burdens, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what are we supposed to do if no one's helping bear our burdens? I mean, back to Jesus when John the Baptist died, you know, he was moved with compassion by the mm-hmm. multitude that came to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it takes people, like I said, well, my dad, if I didn't have people there, I would just dig myself deeper and deeper mm-hmm. and deeper into yep. this pit, you know, of despair um, where there was no hope, <laughs> and yeah. no, no gloom. But you, you need those people to help bring you back up. Oh, absolutely, because, I mean, think about it. I mean, God, whenever he made Eve, he made Adam a helpmate. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that God will put our own helpmates in our life. He'll put friends in your life that are true, actual friends. But they are few and far between mm-hmm. with a true friend. Like, I know you guys, I mean, it was almost every other day. You guys were texting me or calling me, just telling me, even though I didn't answer all the time. Yeah. You know, you guys were still letting yeah. me know that y'all were there. Um, we still we still feel loved, by the way. Just saying, <laughs> even though you didn't return our day. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. We, we understood. See, that's we why you need you. to get an iPhone that says red at yeah. such and such right. time. I got I, it. I didn't understand what you were going through, but... I would understand why you wouldn't text me back in that moment. Right. You know? Yeah, I totally get it. Um, yeah, I mean, depression is very real with grief and with loss and mourning. And, you know, a lot of people, they want to just shove it under the rug because, unfortunately, and this was set by a lot of the older generation, too, was that, you know, you've got to be perfect walking in church. You've got to be all smiley and this, that, and the other. Well, how do you know if someone's going through something that they're faking? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, how do you comes... how how would I know if you were going through stuff if you're just all smiley and chipper and you're not talking about it and this that and the other? Well, I, I, I think too you when it comes to stuff like that, you need to be involved with the people in your church outside of church, yeah, yeah. rather than just seeing them, seeing smiling faces every mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, 
because you know you you never really understand what somebody's going through until you've talked with them, mm-hmm. you've fellowshipped with them. Right. I mean, like that's a, that's why I love Sunday school is because you know we come in here and sometimes we just vent about stuff oh, we're going absolutely. through and we can build each other up, give each other words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it it's more it should be more than just a church relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it should be more than that. You should have an actual person to person relationship oh, yeah. with people in the church. And that's the thing about it too is like if I told you if I didn't tell you what we was going through, I would at least hope that, you know, with both of you guys with us being friends that you would know something was going on right. by how I help held myself like um I know somebody, which I'm not going to name names, has been going through severe depression. But yet, I know them well enough, even though they're faking it, putting on a fake smile mm-hmm. and everything, that I can tell that something is severely wrong with them. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, this is why we're supposed to be close together. This is why you should have those friends in your life that would know truly mm-hmm. something is wrong. And the thing about it is, Depression kills more than people have ever realized because there are several times people will, it'll just start out basic or simple depression. They're not feeling like themselves. And then it'll, it's like a snowball effect. One thing leads to another thing leads to another thing and that person eventually winds up taking their life. The sight, uh, the depression is one of the many tools of Satan. And mm-hmm. uh, it's very real. Um, with me, uh, me personally, when I get depressed about something, I shut down completely. Oh, like, absolutely. I don't want to talk to nobody. Way. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk to nobody, and that includes everybody. I don't want to yeah. talk to my pastor. I don't want to talk to friends, Mm-mm. my wife, my kids. I don't want to talk to nobody about nothing. I just like I have my own way of dealing with it, coping with it, and a lot of that is me. But a lot of that is also too. I mean, it's kind of like you talking about with that snowball effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, Satan knows exactly what your weaknesses are. Yep. And it takes like me, whenever I get upset about something, I get upset about everything that upset me before that all over again. Yep. And he knows just that one thought to put in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's that's going to set you over the that's edge. That's going to set me off. And, it, and next thing you know, I it's just a, I mean, it is a awful bout you know, within your mind. And that's really hard to overcome. It's like, what's that called uh, in like the Western movies, like ragweed or whatever? Yeah, where it just tumbles. It just tumbles Tumbles, and then it keeps getting bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger and it becomes something massive when it was really just something small. Right. Uh, If I could give anybody, and this means everybody, one piece of advice, learn body language, learn people. Mm -hmm. Because even if you just talk to them a couple of times, you get to know people and you can easily learn when they're off, whenever something's wrong. And yeah. that will allow you a chance to figure out, hey, I need to go talk to this person to make sure they're okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, you know, one of the biggest steps of, you know, uh, putting yourself out there really is, you know, we don't have to like anybody, but we do have to love them. Like, I love people enough to where... We don't have to agree on the same things. We don't have to like the same things. I don't have to like the person. They don't have to like me. But if some, like there's a guy at work, he does not like me at all. But whenever we went through that loss of a miscarriage last month, he come up to me and he said, you know where I stand with you. I know where you stand with me. But at the same time, if you need to talk, I'm here. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, um, that's how we were known by as christians you know i mean we're known by our love mm-hmm. for, you know towards one another you know 
and that passage of scriptures in particular, you know, in context of, of being able to uh, distinguish between, you know, or, or point out false prophets, but mm-hmm. that really can apply to all Christians, you know, I mean, we're all known by our love. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the, you know, when Jesus was asked, you know, what the greatest commandment, you know, and they said, love the Lord thy God with all the heart, all the soul, all the mind, you know, and the second is like into this, and that mm-hmm. is to love the neighbor as thyself, yep. you know. Uh, you're right. We don't necessarily have to like anybody, mm-hmm. you know, but we are supposed to love somebody, you know, and when you love somebody, and you know, you, you want to truly get to know them. 90% of the time, everybody's got their ways, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's going to be less than pleasant. Everybody, you know, everybody, that's, that's everybody, you know, but most of the time there's some kind of gray area there. Mm-hmm. You don't, um, you know, one person that you might consider, you know, less than pleasant, you don't really have a desire to be around much, you know, well, there could be some reasons behind that. You never really know what somebody's going through, mm-hmm. you know, that's causing them to act in a certain way. But, you know, we're supposed to be building a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. All right. That's what truly being saved is, Yeah, is building a relationship with Christ. You, we do that by getting to know him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, John and Tyler, both of y'all, like I know you guys, we're mm-hmm. friends. We all love each other. Because we've gotten to know each other. We find yeah. camaraderie there. Mm-hmm. We've only gotten to know each other because we talk to each other. You know, mm-hmm. well, you talk to God, you know, hey, you speak to him through prayer. He speaks to you through the word, mm-hmm. you know, and we build a relationship that way. Right. And it's the same way he wants that for us amongst ourselves That's right. as well. And when you, when you actually spend time, you know, humble yourself down, set yourself aside the way it says, you know, and look nine. Uh, was it 23, you know, uh, take up thy cross, you know, deny thyself, follow me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's talking about, you know, hey, sit your ways away and follow, you know, of my ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're able to deny yourself and humble yourself down, um, hey, you know, like, it, I mean, ultimately, if you're a true child of God, it doesn't feel good having any kind of alt with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can humble yourself down enough to really want to get to know that person, talk to them, understand why they're getting to go through some you know that's going to help you be there for them mm-hmm. you know i mean look at it like this you know what's the first fruit of the spirit love right what did jesus say the first and second command greatest commands were love the lord, lord thy lord god, god and love right. your neighbor as yourself if you don't love your neighbor how can you lead them to the lord if they're mm-hmm. not saved because it never said for once love your saved neighbor love your um, they go to church every other Sunday neighbor. It says, love your neighbor. That never said what color they were. It never said what nationality they were or what uh, denomination or lifestyle they are. It says, yeah. love your neighbor. Well, do you really love your neighbor and do you really love God if you have a hatred for them and you aren't even willing to look their way even just to talk to them about the Lord? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, and people that just kind of snare their nose at certain mm-hmm. people just for no reason or, you know, I honest to God, you know, not that it's up to me to determine, but I honest to God do question mm-hmm. their genuine salvation. Absolutely. You know, but I, one thing I wanted to kind of go back to, John, that something that you said was talking about um, being around, uh, you know, your brothers and sisters in Christ and coming to church and joining in and, um, one of in moments of depression and grief, and when you just you're going through a storm or a trial, one of the things that Satan will try to tell you, and I, I man, I have, I have given way to this. Mm-hmm. I've uh, one of the things that Satan will try to tell you is you don't need to be around, you don't need to go to church, you know, 
uh, in our mind, we ain't we we try to we convince ourselves that we don't want to be there, um, and that's what Satan will try to tell us. You don't need to be there. You're not in no condition. You're not you know to be there in that moment. But you know really, it's those moments there when you it, you need it more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Hebrews, you know this is um, very you know familiar passage of scripture. But in Hebrews chapter ten. Um, verse 24 and 25 and it says let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching um and what's that saying is when there's a gathering of the people of god mm-hmm. you need to go and be there and take part of that and participate and stuff like that uh and, and it says and the part of the scripture i like even more the most is it says and so much more as you see the day approaching because that's basically they're saying man doubts are tough mm-hmm. days are you're going to have hard times um and especially as the day approaching what's the day that he's talking about he's talking about the day of the lord's return yeah you know it's going to get worse and worse mm-hmm. you know there's going to be more and more things we're going to see there's going to be more and more trials we're going to face things are going to get tough and you see i mean mm-hmm. well he's talking about you know the prices of cars earlier, and just mm-hmm. the you know inflation, the prices and stuff. I mean, yeah, the housing prices. Yeah, and... I mean it's it. The world is crazy right now in every way. Um, so we need each other, mm-hmm. you know, more now than ever before. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we need each other because we're able to, uh, you know, encourage and lift up one another. You know, and keep everybody you know uh, accountable into the ways of God. You know, and keep them on that narrow path. You know, right? It's I it's mean, not. It's go not ahead, good Tom. for man to be alone. No, and and that's the reason we have church is so yeah. that you can fellowship with other believers and worship God. Mm-hmm. Um, but most importantly, though, Hebrews um, four sixteen says, "Let us therefore go or come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need." That it's it's very needed for us to have each other down here, but it's also very important that you have that relationship with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. because that is where our true joy comes from. That is where our help comes mm-hmm. from in uh, times of um, in times of depression, in times of loneliness, in times of um, and honestly, just hard times all around. Our joy comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from anything. It doesn't come from our spouses. It doesn't come from our job. It doesn't come from going to school to learn something new. It comes from the Lord. And that is something that we need to figure out is that whenever the devil's talking to you, and I've been through this, whenever he's just pushing you to just keep going deeper and deeper in that hole like we were talking about, you need to learn where to tap into Mm -hmm. to find your joy, to find how to overcome those hurdles and those trials. Yeah, and I and I feel like too. Um, I feel like too when it comes to grief, um, we need to un- have an understanding that the stuff of this world is only temporary. Right. Yes. Um, any pain, sorrow, or um, depression that you feel is only temporary. It's only for a season. Um, and the Bible says in uh, Romans eight verse eighteen, "For I reckon the sufferings of this present time." are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed unto us. Um, and so we, anything you're dealing with as far as grief, you know, loss of a loved one, um, depression, it, it's only for a season and it will pass. Um, it's about staying strong in the process, and that's the hardest part 
Absolutely. But let me ask you this, though. What if you have a family member that, say, a married couple that loses, say, their husband or their wife, but neither one of them saved? How do you comfort them in that moment? How do you show them? Well, if neither one of them saved, then... They have their mind is not the fact their their mind is not where I guess it's not in their mind that their loved one that they just lost is in hell right because they are unbeliever themselves. Um, I for one personally could not fathom losing a loved one that was lost. I could not. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could handle that. Right. That's just that's 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 a lot. But. one thing that I did, I did see, um, there, I actually, our, you know, Pastor, Pastor Mike, me and him was actually talking about this, this exact topic at one time, um, because, um, on two different occasions here within the last couple of years, I had two, two good friends of mine that I used to run around with back in the day, mm-hmm. and I, I've told my story before, back before I was saved, I, I was a heavy metal drummer, and, mm-hmm. a, you know, went traveled and played and hung out at the roughest of places um but there is there's two guys and i'm not going to mention their names um but one guy in particular he uh that i used to run around with back then one of the most talented musicians i've ever i've ever heard gifted um but he overdosed on heroin um and then at another 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 time there's a guy he just I've, I've tried to talk to him about God. I know, I know this guy was lost. He was one that was completely like anti anything that had anything to do with God. He mm-hmm. just completely denounced it. And I've tried to talk to him here and there, you know, on both social media and stuff. But um, I, I can only pray that I got through to him. But mm-hmm. um, he went through a battle, a series, a season of depression after his he lost both of his parents. He lost his dad. He lost his mother. And once he lost his mother, he snapped and he wound up just killing himself. He yeah. shot himself. And um, I was talking to Pastor Mike about that. And um, you never really know what, in somebody's low moment like that, um, you never really know what plea they made mm-hmm. before in their time of, of desperation mm-hmm. and where they there might have been their fear might have been heightened um in their lowest moments you never when they're looking for a way out i, I firmly believe there's going to be a lot of people in heaven that you wouldn't think mm-hmm. would have been there yeah and there's going to be a lot of people in hell that you, you wouldn't think thought. that you would, yeah. think you, would, you wouldn't think would be there but you never really know what mm-hmm. plea that person made in that moment hey mm-hmm. you know um, they could have, you know, it's in your lowest moments when you have nowhere to look but up, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And as for a lot of people, as for myself as well, I'm I'm a testament to this. That's when you find God. Mm-hmm. Um, God's the friend that sticks closer than any brother, and, and He's always there for you, and never for leaving you, never forsaking you. Uh, you never really know what plea that person made, um, you know, at the end. So, I might think that that person died lost. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall yep. be saved. 
there's no way for me to know if that did or didn't happen, you know, right. in that moment. That person could have caught up on the name of the Lord. That's a promise. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I mean, even the thief on the cross. I mean, yeah, I mean we're, we're not judged right. at all. No. You know, it's, no. It's not up to us who enters heaven and who doesn't. No. And, when I, and this specific topic, um, if I could just add this, you know, in Genesis eighteen twenty five, it says, shall not the judge of all earth do right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... I made this note here. I mean, this is a comfort to those of us with loved ones who have passed into eternity and we're not sure mm-hmm. if they were saved or not. Because um, God is a sovereign judge of righteousness, full of grace and mercy to all of who call upon him. Um, so it is that very justice that offers a way for all of us to escape, mm-hmm. you know, the judgment of his righteousness. And it is in that justice that we must we must rest. It is grace that saves us, and it is grace in which we must stand when we go through the double grief of the, of the death of an unsaved loved one. So uh, we must remember that we cannot make this choice for anyone else if they went into eternity without Christ, that that was their choice mm-hmm. in spite yep. of the offer of grace. But God offers that grace yeah. to anyone that you know will accept yeah you know and it that means no matter what you've done how low you know you may be feeling that moment or whatever Mm -hmm. if you call out god's grace is sufficient enough to save you Mm -hmm. you know so we never really know if that person we might think because of the life they lived the you know testimony they bared you know in the times that we have known them Mm -hmm. we never really know what happened there right. in that moment of, uh, you know, their, la- their last moment. And me and John were talking about this with uh, Matthew before he got here. Um, you know, I, I feel like people could kind of dismiss Christianity because they don't want to come to that actualization of wondering, you know, about heaven or hell. Because if they think there's no heaven or hell, you don't have to think about if your loved one went there. Um, and I feel like that could kind of be a hindrance to somebody um, that is a non-believer because to come to the acknowledgement of Christ is to come to the understanding that there is a heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. You know, without Christ, without salvation, what is he saving you from? Right. That's he's right. That's he's saving you from damn, damnation, Yeah. eternal damnation. And I feel like it's easier for some people to find peace within themselves um, and believe that there is no heaven or hell rather than to wonder if somebody that they were the closest to in the whole world possibly went there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with those situations, as I was talking with Matthew, it kind of came to my head that, you know, you have to be able to distinguish, you know, the individuality of salvation. You know, you're, you're not tied to a person. Um, your salvation... Um, is not tied to another person's mm-hmm. salvation. Um, you have to come to that understanding yourself and not necessarily forget about the other person, but don't tie yourself to that other person right. because, you know, eternity is a long time mm-hmm. to, wow. um, you know, to want to tie yourself to a person because, you know, the Bible teaches us not to put all our faith in man, mm-hmm. you know, because um, man falls short, but... It's, it's that separation of an individual um, relationship with God. Right. Like back when, uh, back in March, my granddaddy passed away. And I've, two of my cousins, I mean, they're completely anti-Christian, anti-God. But 
through that situation, their hearts were softened. Yeah. So that way I could tell them about God and tell them the gospel and tell them about heaven and hell. And, you know, one of them is a homosexual. That was on our last episode was about homosexuality. But I looked at him and I said, I will never treat you like a piece of trash. I will only tell you the truth and what the Bible says. I will not treat you any different because if I treated you any different, then I'm not upholding the standards of God. If I treated you like a pile of dog crap, am I really upholding the standards that are commanded to us to love our neighbor? Mm -hmm. I love you enough to tell you about it, but I also love you enough to treat you how I would want to be treated. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the same time, and I know this is kind of getting a little a little off off topic but um um i know i mean i do, I do know this is getting a, a, a little off topic but i, I do want to make it make because this is something that's been been you know just on my mind heavy and and john me and you was kind of talking about this mm-hmm. um we was kind of you know talking about this the other night you know um just because um we don't agree with something that you're doing or we don't stand for the lifestyle that you've chosen does not mean that we hate you. No. And it does not mean that we don't love you. And telling you that you're wrong for it does not make us a bigot. Right. Uh, it does not make us uh, your enemy. Um, that is the world's definition. You know, if you if I don't agree with you, I hate you. Yep. That's what the world, that's what society tells us now. But according to the word... Um, Bible says open rebuke is better than secret love. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, me saying, hey, wh- wh- what you're doing, the way you're living your right life is wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more of a friend. I mean, it then goes on to say that the kisses of an enemy or, or the the um, the kisses of a friend are deceitful. No, no, no. no the other way around. No. The wounds of a friend. Yeah. Uh, Golly, my mind's just completely slipped. But basically, <laughs> we literally the, the was talking about this of, yesterday. Was, the kisses of the enemy are deceitful. Yeah, basically, and the, um, but basically, what that's saying is, you know, for somebody just to kind of, you know, not ever tell you, just just keep silent and not ever tell you about the lifestyle that you're living that can, that can lead you to hell, just kind of sneering at it and just going along with it, you know, and just to keep from hurting somebody's feelings. They are not biblically. You're not a true friend to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're. Right. Like you basically the world's definition of love is is you know oh just Jesus Jesus is love Jesus yeah Jesus is that but he, he's also the same God of wrath and there's also a heaven and there's yeah. a hell and you're going to one of those places you whether have you like it or not you know and yeah how would you know if you wasn't told right if we if, you know if we didn't tell how can you, they you believe know? in him who they have not heard right that's right sorry that it's probably that's the thing about it though is that whenever oh, what? sorry 20, i was 27 yeah proverbs 27 verse 6 it says faithful are the wounds of a friend that's but it. the kisses yeah. of an enemy are deceitful yeah sorry i'll put that in there but the thing about it though is that if we are not they're not going to come in the church which i know we are extremely off topic that is why it's situational. A lot of times you're going to end up in places that you didn't realize. And it could be in a truck stop. It could be in a gas station and you're standing at the two urinals and this guy walks up to you and says, what do you think about God? Mm-hmm. The opportunity, you never know what's going to lie. I never would have thought that my cousins would have been asking me about God the day that my grandfather died. 
I would have never thought that. And that's the thing about it, though, is that we Bible does say that we need to be prepared to give an answer. And I answered every question that they had. Now, whenever I told them, I told them, I said, I don't tell to you this because I hate you. I tell you this because I love you enough to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's part. Love is, there are so many different types of love talked about in the Bible. But the thing about it, though, is that do you really love somebody if you're not willing to tell them the truth, if you're not willing to tell them that you have a choice to make, mm-hmm. are you going to spend eternity in heaven? Which Bible, it's a promise that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a promise that you're going to spend eternity in heaven. Mm-hmm. But there is a promise of where you will spend eternity if well, you do not. Well, Matthew said something earlier too. He, you know, he said, um, uh, uh, he said sometimes we live like like we're never going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we, especially that we, teenage attitude. Yeah, we we live as if we're going to be here forever. I mean, the Bible tells us that, you know, it's appointed to man to die. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, everybody has a death appointment. Yep. Um, and so that's why, you know, I, we were talking about grief and stuff. That's why it's important for us to know that we are being the best Christians we can be, and we are a Christian, so that we can leave peace for mm-hmm. the people behind us. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to worry about, um, you know, the salvation of a loved one or the salvation mm-hmm. of another person. or So your family doesn't have to worry about it, right. or people who are close to you have to worry about yeah. it. And the thing about it, though, guys, is that you've, just, you've got to be able to be willing to listen. Because a lot of times, you know, people, they don't need all the advice in the world about going through grief. They don't need to hear everything that you have Mm -hmm. to say about it. All they need a lot of times is for you just to have an open ear Mm -hmm. most of the time. Well, Romans 8, 28, and this probably goes along more with what Tyler was just saying right now, but it also kind of goes with with what you're saying right now, John. Um, Romans 8, 28, very, you know, very you know, proper passage of scripture. And we all, we, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in my moments of, you know, when my when my dad passed away and, and the stuff that we all went through, you know, my mom had an injury, uh, that gave us a story, a story to tell, mm-hmm. you know. Um, during all that, my and I'm only I'm going to mention her name, but only because I know she ain't going to mind. My cousin Kim, mm-hmm. uh, that go that is a member of our church now. She, I mean, she came and gave her heart to Christ, mm-hmm. and it was because God was revealed to her in that moment, in those that moment there when we was, you know, her uncle Calvin, my dad, yeah. you know, getting ready to go and, you know, and and pass on, um, and that was an eye opener for her. You know, we see good that came out of it. There's other family members that, you know, were lost that you know, fell under conviction through that. Yeah. Um, but even in my job, um, there has been more times than I can, I could count. One more times than I can recall of where I got a certain caller, you know, caller that, um, I work for Blue Cross, by the way, so I, I'm constantly getting member calls and stuff like that, having to help people out with different needs and stuff. But, um, and more times than I can count, somebody has called in, um, and I deal with 
Medicaid members in particular, mm-hmm. which is, you know, Medicaid is the, the coverage that's fully funded by the state that you reside mm-hmm. in. It's, and generally, and I say this in, in no non-stereotyping judgment, judging type of way, but that's more of the less fortunate people in the population mm-hmm. of the state. Um, these people have been through some stuff. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, it's almost daily. Uh, somebody will call in and they'll just unload on you. They yeah. just need somebody to hear them. Yeah. You know, they'll open up and tell you their life story. Um, and you're right. They just need somebody that's going to be willing to listen to them. They may call, they may be angry, they may be upset, they may be crying. Um, but just being willing to sit and listen to them, they'll wind up off the phone, you know, mm-hmm. a lot better demeanor. You know, you yep. can kind of hear their smile, you know, per se, when they get off the phone. But through that, through my story, through the, you know, the grace that was shown upon us during all that time, um, God is God has allowed me multiple opportunities with people that's called in those mm-hmm. moments, you know, to share my story with them because they have let it be known to me that they went through a very similar situation or almost identical situation. Yeah. I was able to tell them what happened, what God did for us, mm-hmm. and that led to um, just personal moments, you know, crying together over the phone, you know, me praying with people, me witnessing to people. Mm-hmm. Um, God works all things out for good. Yeah. That, uh, for those that are called, uh, you know, love God and are called according to his purpose, you know. And he's faithful. Um, he's very, very faithful. We may not be able to see what he's doing mm-hmm. right away. Right. But it always reveals its head in, in somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and in those moments, then you go and you think back, oh, that light bulb goes off. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was what it was for, you know. Mm-hmm. It's ultimately you talking about joy. Mm-hmm. There's several different ways of feeling joy as a Christian. Yeah. For me, even though I may not, I can be a little crybaby and whine and pout and stuff. And at times, whenever I go through stuff, in the end, part of the joy that I have is to be able to suffer for the cause of Christ. Mm-hmm. God yeah. allowed me. I mean, I'm not exempt from any kind of hardship. You know, right. God allowed me to suffer for a little bit of time mm-hmm. to be able to give hope to somebody else. Yeah. You know. And if I could go back and do it again, I wouldn't change. Right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change it, except for maybe how I responded in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, there's ways I acted I'm not proud of, you know, yeah. just a moment of, of in my plea of desperation, I guess you could say. But but at the end of the day, it's always it's just best to listen. And that is one thing I've learned in, you know, getting involved in ministry and everything is that a lot of times people aren't looking for advice. They're looking for an open ear. Mm-hmm. They're looking for somebody that they can vent to. Now, sometimes there is somebody that's looking for some advice on how to deal with the situation. Or, you know, maybe you've gone through a similar situation for them and they might be asking, you know, how did you get through it? Mm-hmm. Every situation's different. But that's the thing about it, though, is we got to allow ourselves to be used like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. We might have to pull this out for this situation. We might have to pull this out for this situation. Well, it, it all reflects the joy mm-hmm. that you were talking about, yeah. though, too. You know, um, excite, it's statistical fact that excitement sparks curiosity in people. Uh-huh. Okay, so when it's, it's that joy unspeakable and full of glory. I mean, when you have the joy of Christ, the joy of, of the Lord in your heart, mm-hmm. it's going to reflect Mm-hmm. You know, and that's going to rub off on people. You know, people's going to want to know about it. They, yeah. they, you know, they might steer clear of you because of their conviction. Right. You know, they are able to separately identify between their lifestyle and your own. Uh, but in those moments, 
that you're the ones they want to come to. You know, yeah. and you got to be instant in season, out of season, ready. Absolutely. And like you said, listen, be willing to listen to them, be able to just not necessarily give them advice, but just to share what, mm-hmm. share how God has comforted you, you know, in time of your time, but even be willing to get and, and available mm-hmm. uh, and equipped, you know, with giving them the advice if they were to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Yeah, and, and that's good too. Um, I'm glad we had that discussion. I know we kind of went off topic a little bit, but... I'm glad we had that because, you know, you need to be able to understand how to speak with someone mm-hmm. who could possibly be dealing with this right? Um, outside of what we're talking about. Um, I kind of want to steer to um, a little bit of how there's peace whenever you do lose somebody, but you know they were saved. Um, I know... You know, when my grandfather passed away, I knew he was saved. And everybody in my family knew he was saved mm-hmm. because, you know, you could tell. You could tell he was a child of God. Um, but I want to read these few verses because um, uh, Paul in First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, um, he kind of gives the Thessalonians um, something to think about and about how they can have peace about uh, ones who have passed before us. It says right here, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also will sleep in Jesus, will, will bring God with them, with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Um, you know, that's obviously talking about the rapture. But it's also a reunion, too, mm-hmm. with those who have passed before us, um, yeah. who were uh, saved by uh, Jesus. And that's another form of joy, too, is that you have the joy that you know that you're going to get to see them again well, if the they're saved. exact thing that I was thinking yeah. about there. It goes back to joy, mm-hmm. you know. It's the peace that passes all understanding. Um, in other words, one way you could, you know, maybe rephrase that or maybe in our tongue or you know mm-hmm. is a piece that makes no sense yeah mm-hmm. i guess you could say in yeah. southern it's, terms yeah 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 <laughs> it's um it's hard to describe man i mean it, it peace i mean hey i mean it, you could go several different directions directions with peace you know that that right there is you know let uh, it's the peace that passes all understanding you know just knowing, I mean, that, that's the thing about having God in your heart. God, you know, God is a friend um, that sticketh closer than any brother. Um, and he's always there. Um, Psalm 147.3, he healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Um, he knows what you're... You know, he knows what you're going through. You know, Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is nigh to them that are, are just, 
No, uh, no different verse. Sorry. Uh, Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is not unto them that are broken heart. And save as such as be a contrite spirit. That all brings that all brings peace to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really goes back to joy. You know, your your trials. John, I think John said this earlier. Your trials are temporal. Mm-hmm. They're they're not permanent. You know, we know where our eternity lies one day. Mm-hmm. You know, lies. Yeah, I had an old coach that used to say, "Pain is temporary." And uh, that is a lot. That is one of the feelings that you feel whenever you go through tough times like that is pain. Yeah, but, one one thing about that too, uh, I want to remind that you know in Revelation chapter twenty one verse four, it says, "And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there <laughs> shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, yeah. neither shall there be any more pain, for mm-hmm. the former things are passed away." Man, I was literally reading this in my notes here as you were saying <laughs> that the verse that I was actually thinking of. I mean, it's it's. You know, we know as followers of Christ, hey, is this fun going through these these times of loss, these times of, of trial? No, it's not. But is there a purpose behind it? Yes, yes. there is. Is God going to be there with us and see us through it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is it permanent? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of my, probably my all-time favorite, very favorite Bible verse is Isaiah 26.3. You know, he will keep you in perfect peace. Whose mm-hmm. mind stays on you? Uh, just knowing, um, I mean, it was never promised that we're not going to face difficulties and we're not going to face trials, and you know, and but just knowing that you're a child of God, and it's mm-hmm. so it's 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 so hard to explain. Just knowing that you're a child of God, that He came in and rescued you from the sinful lifestyle that you lived, res- you know, rescued you from your flesh, and redeemed you and gave you hope for a you know, a secure mm-hmm. eternity. Um, just knowing that uh, allows you to be comforted mm-hmm. in times. Just knowing that there's, you know, and if it matters to you, it matters to him. Just yeah. no matter what it is. I mean, if it if if, if something's you know if, if something's troubling you, you're 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 grieving, you're mourning, or whatever. I mean, he's there, just like that verse says, he healeth the broken heart. I like I like what heart. it says in First uh, Corinthians fifteen nineteen. Um, it says that if in this life only we have hope in Christ, then we are all men most miserable. Yes. Because we have so much more hope outside of what is mm-hmm. here right now. Um, and, and that's the beautiful thing about, you know, God is he allows us to, you know, to no longer go through all that stuff once we pass here um, because he's just to forgive us of our sins if we ask for Asking right. to. Yeah, I mean, uh, one very you know well-known passage of scripture, First Peter five seven, casting all your care upon Him, He cares for you. He cares for everything about you and everything that you're going through. You know, um, and Psalm seventy three twenty six, my flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, forever. He's He's strength. Uh, he's the strength that we need when we don't have it within us. Um, and another, I know I'm going on a, a, a Bible verse tangent, but you know, Second <laughs> Corinthians twelve nine. This is another one of my very favorite passages of scripture. Also, it says that my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, and in our weakest moments, that's when, you know, this you know his strength is. I mean, it is his strength is perfected in that. Uh, you know, so it, it all brings. Just, just knowing that he is 
there being strong for us when we can't be strong. He's our strength. Um, he's our comfort. He's there, you know, just with open arms, wrapping his arms around us. Mm-hmm. You know, that brings peace. I mean, mm-hmm. he know we know he's got our life and our, you know, the situation. He saw the he saw the solution before he even saw the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got it all in the palm of his hand. You know, he's in full control, and we don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's all, you know. That's why I said be careful for nothing. That's talking about anxiety. You don't have to be anxious about it, you know, and everything with prayer and thanksgiving. You know, that's your request being the main known of God, and the, the peace of God that passes all understanding, mm-hmm. you know. And we can just kind of leave it at the foot of the cross and leave it to him, and he'll take care of it, and just he's in control. Mm-hmm. Right. Guys, I kind of want to just end with this. Um, if anybody's out there that's going through a lot of depression or grief or anything, feel free to reach out. Um, there's an email link at the bottom of the page. Um, just feel free to send us a uh, email. Um, we are more than happy to talk with y'all. And um, if we don't have an answer, we can find somebody that can help you. Uh, there is no end of resources. But, um, John, will you pray us out? Absolutely. Dear Grace, the Father, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity again, Lord, to be able to come together, God. And, and there's just three of us here. You know, your word said we're just we're two or three are together. There you'll be in the midst, Lord. And I know you're right here in the middle of us right now, God. And uh, I feel your Holy Spirit, your Lord, in this room and my heart right now, Lord. And I'm thankful for that, God. Lord, I just I just pray, dear Lord, for those that's that's listening that may be grieving um, right now um, in the morning, Lord, be with them. You know, I just uh, give them strength, Lord. Uh, word, your word says, you know, you will draw nigh to them that draw near to me. And, um, Lord, just give them the courage and the strength. Just lay it all down and draw near to you, dear Lord, and just seek your seek your will for their life, dear Lord, and just seek your face, dear Lord, so they can have that peace that we are talking about today, dear Lord. And I love you. And I'm just going to give you all the honor, glory, and praise for everything that's come out of this, dear Lord. And thank you in advance, dear Lord, for just the lives that are going to be touched through this podcast. And I just pray that you continue to use it, Lord, in your precious name I pray. Amen. Cause I'm just a nobody, nobody. I'm trying to tell everybody